Hello everyone, I hope you're having a good Wednesday. We have just released season four, episode 33. And um, I wanted to say thank you for waiting so very patiently for this episode. And I wanted to come on here to say that we have officially wrapped season four. Um, kind of crazy. Um, and what that means is the very next episode is going to be the last episode of Guildfellows ever. Um, kind of crazy, insane, insane. Um, it'll be the last, like, regular, like, story episode. We're going to have a season four wrap episode, as we always do. And then we're going to have a podcast, postmortem, wrap-up, whatever, whatever, whatever. So... As you're hearing this, if you're in our Discord channel, uh, our question channel will be open for both season four questions and podcast overall questions. I think we're probably going to like go season by season and just kind of reflect and see how far we've come and all this stuff. Um, But take this as the opportunity to kind of, you know, talk to all of us as a unit for the last time possibly so um yeah that's that's what we're gonna do um which also means this is gonna be my last announcement update whatever thing ever probably so um yeah I don't know that's really all I kind of have to say I'm a little behind on our social media pages so I apologize for that but um we'll we'll get there we'll catch up and, um, yeah, next week's going to be the very last story episode, season four finale. And then um, I'm not 100% sure when the wrap-up episodes are going to happen. They may not happen for a while, simply because a lot of us are busy um, and we're just kind of working around our schedule. Um, so they might not happen for a few weeks. We're going to try to squeeze them in eventually. Um, we're going to try to squeeze them in quick, but if they don't happen for a minute, then they won't happen for a minute, but they'll definitely at least come out this summer. I will make sure that happens. Um, they'll come out as soon as I can wrangle everyone together. So, um, yeah, that's, that's it. I think that's all I really want to say. I don't really need to go into the regular spiel that I do because I don't know. It's. It's almost over. Um, yeah. Thank you to Arcane Anthems for the, the theme song, as always. Um, and thank you to everyone who has listened uh, thus far. And I'll we'll get into it more once those wrap-ups come out. Um, but, yeah. That's, that's what I've got. Thank you for listening. Um, that's all I've got for you guys today. We love you all so much. Keep your heads up. Stay safe. We love you. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our BTS episode. We're doing this both on audio and on video. Um, I don't know if we're going to be recording this on or like posting this anywhere, but we, we will have it for now. Um, just in case. Um, but yeah, we're doing a little BTS episode today for um, our listeners who said that they would be interested in hearing about how we make an episode, how we edit an episode, all this stuff. I'm joined, as always, by my friend, Rob. Oh, I, oh wow, what a role reversal. That's so, that's so fun. <laughs> Hi, I'm Rob. I'm the DM. Um, and I am here to uh, gush about Hannah's uh, audio editing and explain to you all why uh, she's the greatest to ever do it and awesome. uh, that she's invaluable. So, uh, but yeah, uh, happy to be here to talk about uh, some of the fun sound design choices that you have been kind of pioneering, I think is the right word that comes to my mind. Um, I Okay, so to start, I want to put into context kind of some of the the journey that our podcast has gone on in terms of production quality. Oh yeah, for sure. Just real quick. That should, that should have um, been the first bullet point on my outline is just like <laughs> season one to season three progressing. <laughs> so we, ta- we talk a lot about how like new listeners like should only like go back and listen to season one if you just truly die hard and just like want to see us <laughs> at our most like rough and unproduced. Um, but like to start, we didn't really have any sort of like music or like background, soundscape, sound effects. It was only very rarely that we employed those. And then through season two, um, Han and I were, were taking turns editing um, and we started to both kind of explore with some sound effects and we got access to a great uh, music library. And so we, we relied heavily on music and those sound effects. And now Hannah, who's been the sole editor of season three has really taken it to the next level and that you have um i guess really dialed into like what makes our podcast like really unique from an audio perspective which is like you really help me as the dm build out the world and the scene through audio in a way that's just super cool um and it's been really a joy to uh to listen back to uh, every week as it comes out so uh, i wanted to start there and say um and how do you do it? Where'd you get the inspiration? Uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we, I, I was also the sole editor on season one, but that was before I mm-hmm. fucking knew what I was doing. Um, yeah. So back in season one, I think we got reached out 
to buy Will in the middle of season one because I think we did use some of Will's songs in uh, towards the end of season one. But mm-hmm. before that, I was making my own music in GarageBand <laughs> using like the preloaded um, uh, like loops that are programmed in GarageBand because I felt like I just wanted to elevate everything a little bit more. Um, but with season two, we were able to start out um, all of the all of the music. We we used music pretty heavily in in season two, um, and I was able to start right out of the gate using it. Um, and I will probably talk about another example. Uh, like a specific example from that in a little bit. Um, but with season three, um, I wanted to make it like very like uniquely sounded from from season two. We used some music at the beginning of season three, like episode one and two, I think had a few songs just to kind of ease people into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I wanted to make sure that they sounded different, that they sounded like it sounds like a new story. It sounds like a new whole new thing and i think it does because we like back in season two towards the end again we started using sound effects um towards the end of season two with like the water and the fighting and stuff like that um but i was stealing everything from youtube (laughs) i was literally using like a youtube to mb3 downloader oh yeah but now i have a sound library that i highly recommend if you're doing anything like this it's called soundly it's so good. <laughs> every almost every sound you hear in season three is from the sound library called Soundly. Highly recommend it. Um, but yeah, so I, I think I was able to um, very much like distinguish that this is gonna be a little more gritty. This is gonna be in the city. This is like high stakes, like right at the gate. Um, while season two was a little more silly and magical and fun. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. So there's one thing I want to address because you said that uh, you wanted season three to have this unique sound design that would separate it from season two. Um, one thing that I feel like that you've done to really encapsulate that is you really like fill the space with sound when there isn't a lot of like character to character talking or like when there's just descriptions that would otherwise like in previous seasons have been accompanied by either kind of like a rolling music track mm-hmm. that can kind of get repetitive and like is is trying to set a scene but it's hard to get precise when you're dealing with like whole mm-hmm. tracks of music because there's only like so many specific vibes you can curate there yeah um but because like you said like it's a sci-fi setting like being able to add like droid noises uh-huh. and ambient like traffic and like wind and like all that other stuff where when you're on the high seas it's basically like storms and lightning and water and like that's all we can kind of do um but you've done a really excellent job of uh you know like as a dm what i'm the most self-conscious about uh descripting or descripting descriptions and describing things is when i am just like talking about a space like right like because when you try to describe any sort of discrete location there's always the worry it's like am i adding enough detail to where this this place feels real and that like the audience is catching on to the vibe i'm trying to put down and you help so much with that on the back end with creating those unique soundscapes where like it allows me to be a bit more free knowing hands got me you're like my free safety uh-huh. uh as a dm or you're just always always gonna follow it up and uh and help me out so yeah no ambience has been huge this this season i use it as a tool i try not to overuse it um like um for example for also by the way um very big spoilers for this entire season oh yeah literally everything 
Um, especially because this specific episode we're going to be talking about Akala. Akala probably has the most spoiler heavy, heavy like arc that's happening right now. So um, yeah, huge spoilers for every episode up to like literally episode thirty eight. I think we haven't even recorded recorded thirty nine. So um, yeah, huge spoilers. Listen to the whole season before you listen to this. Um, or at least get caught up to this point in our feed. But yeah, 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 yeah. Get get caught up to thirty eight, and then you're good. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe is... I'll spoil future shit. Yeah, everybody, nobody's safe. <laughs> no, don't spoil me. Um, but yeah, this will probably go up between either thirty nine and forty, or forty and forty one, something like that. Um, but yeah, so the ambience, like I, I like to use it when I can. I don't like to overuse it. Like for example. Pretty much all of Oculus scenes recently have been in a room, <laughs> and I don't want to just like add room tone to her scenes. So, um, th- like that just sounds too gritty and like too much. So I just avoid it. Um, but yeah, it can be really helpful for like when uh, Rob is making a big long description about like a new place. Um, it's just a little more engaging. Um, I also use it as a tool for like if something dramatic is happening. Um, like I think in the, this most recent episode, the lights go out at some point. Um, so I had the crowd, um, like talking. Yeah, here we go. By the way, we're going to be using live examples (laughs) from episodes. So like, uh, here, let's just listen. Let's listen to the description first, just to hear what happens without anything else. I guess it's more useful to describe it as like, yeah, like it, it's more of like a long black dress that happens to have like a hood and a veil accompanied with it as well. Um, which is very ominous now that I'm describing it. Um, wonderful. Um, so, uh, now it is time to introduce the bees. <laughs> but before the announcer can fully introduce them, the lights of the arena cut out. Um, okay, so the lights of the arena cut out. And so what I did for that, uh, this is the ambience that I have. <clears throat> I think it's just people talking, like it's a crowd. We're in an arena, so people are... So yeah, just kind of like air, people moving around, some voices in the background. Um, and so that's constantly going. That's been going for the past, like however many minutes, like at least 10 or 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, and so when the lights go out, something dramatic is happening. Um, this is what it sounds like. I have the like the light switch, the kill switch, the, the sound is actually called kill switch. Um, and then the ambience stops, so. Then the ambience <sighs> stops right there. It's um, so dramatic. It's like I I can even see it coming just by being able to look at the wave files. Um, but I love that trick of cutting off a background sound right as something dramatic happens and then oh, yeah. going into silence. I it's love really doing neat. that. I I do it a lot. Um, I think my favorite use of doing that so far um, is at the end of episode twenty nine when Akala <laughs> gets dropped into the pit. <laughs> Yes, yes. Doesn't um, that episode have a cold close yes, to you don't play the, the theme after? Yes, that's the cold close. Is like, yeah. I, um, I was able to find... It took me so long because I wanted to sound it... I wanted it to sound a very specific way. And I was like, how do I make this, like... I, like, I didn't know how, like, what, like... 
sound to look up for it to be like dramatic because like there's no sound when that happens like there's i could do like a whoosh or something i i really couldn't figure it out and part of this whole process is like creative problem solving because sometimes you just you don't know what to look up for like for what you want and sometimes you have to like mend stuff together um but that here let me open that this might like fuck things up yeah i'll vamp for a second while you look this up um I, yeah, it's funny thinking back on it because uh, I definitely do get into a tone of voice that signals like some sort of dramatic shift and I notice it in my own speaking patterns but um, I try to set you up too a little bit like I when I, I was first it. doing doing the first few episodes I wasn't really thinking about it because I didn't really know how the final product was going to sound but once the first few episodes came out I realized like oh if I can like sprinkle in like little like moments that are like editor candy of like here's some dramatic moment um you know i also try to end episodes two on dramatic notes or you know just for storytelling purposes to kind of keep uh the listener uh you uh engaged with the story and kind of wanting more but also it gives han an opportunity to kind of like really knock it out of the park with something interesting on the sound design side yeah i literally um since we're talking about ambience right um a no, I'll go into that later. Let's let's talk about this right now. Um, <laughs> yes. So for so context here, for episode 29, the ambience that I have going on here, this is when Sue is holding Akala over the pit. So the, the ambience that I have here is like the horror type, like droning sound that I was using for Sue specifically. Uh, when Sue was doing something evil, there was like this menacing, just like evil tone going behind her and I'll, I'll remind you what that sounds like um oh nope that's the wrong button so it's just kind of that like droning like i don't know it almost sounds electric yeah it, this this really sounds like somebody sampled uh amp feedback from an electric guitar yeah um, um a little bit or like a sustained kind of just like warble um yeah so um that played and that is gonna tie into like themes which is kind of the topic of this whole episode is like themes that have been carrying through the whole season so um and then the narration here i'll play that really quick um oh l is in this too okay i don't say anything in response i'm just staring directly at sue like, I haven't broken that eye contact. Okay. Um, then, uh, like, seeing, like, the resolve not waver in your eyes, uh, Master Sue drops Akala over the pit. So that's what it sounds like by itself. That's what we were hearing when we were recording. Um, so I had, like, I was having trouble. I wanted to do this, like, cold ending that we had never done before because like Mm -hmm. ending the episode with the theme song sounded so wrong to to do (laughs) right there that would be so it would so just take you out of it um so i was like it would also undercut yeah the intensity of the moment it would feel very like it would almost like be like an adventure time or like spongebob sort of feel where it's like you know everything's gonna be okay because like you know, like the outro. Yeah. Uh-huh. Where yeah. It's like, you know, everything's going to be fine. But yeah, I think, sorry, continue with what you're no, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is, so I eventually found 
I think I think I like actually searched on my library. I said stinger or I I saw something that said stinger. This doesn't actually have the word stinger in it, but um <clears throat> this is what it sounds like by itself. It sounds very like movie trailer. So it's very like cinematic and so like as it goes with the drone and the narration, this is what it all sounds like together. Uh, like seeing like the resolve not waver in your eyes. Uh, Master Sue drops Akala over the pit. And that's the end of the fucking episode. It's one of my favorite things I've ever done, probably, uh, in, in this season. Um, By the way, I did not plan going into that episode to drop Akala into the pit. <laughs> um... But I, I Chekhov's gun myself a lot where like, I, I don't know exactly how things are going to be used in the moment when you guys interact with them. But I knew it's like, if I put a giant pit in here, someone's going to fall into that fucking pit. Like either, either an enemy is going to get pushed or somebody's going to get dropped. Um, but it was a very cool dynamic moment and I'm glad it was a great place to end the episode. Yeah, no, I will. I'll talk about it more in a second, but when like i get so excited sometimes like as we're recording because i can hear rob like telling like saying things that i'm going to be able to add later um but we're getting a little ahead of ourselves so um some people were kind of interested in um let's just say why we started doing this episode right so we like rob a few weeks ago um put up an extra little bonus episode just kind of talking about like storytelling and stuff um and it was really good if you haven't listened to it i highly recommend there's no spoilers in it i think uh, i talked some shit on evangelion and final fantasy so <laughs> and kingdom hearts yeah um but yeah so we posted that and people seemed to like it and then people told us that they would be interested in hearing more about how the show gets made so that's what we're doing um I then took it upon myself to pick and choose a few moments from our season so far and run a poll in our Discord. So if you're not on our Discord, you miss polls like that, like for future content. Um, so I told people, um, vote for what you want to hear about the most, um, you, what you want to hear me talk about. Uh, first most voted will become a regular episode and the second most voted will become a sub exclusive episode. So we're going to be doing this one. This is going to be a main feed episode. And then there's going to be a follow up episode um, with the second most voted. Mm. Um, and just to tease you, uh, that that second episode will be about the video sequence um, that Rosie cobbles together about uh, the red mob breaking into uh, the Iraqi state, which is what I think is probably one of the coolest audio sequences uh that that you have put together um that one i did intentionally try to describe and narrate in a way that would give you as much to work with in terms of yeah sound and stuff um but it's really impressive because it's also like a very complicated and almost like difficult visual thing to describe like a mm. cutting video feed sequence of a battle it's like that's a i really set us up for a <laughs> challenge there so yeah. if you want to hear that episode uh you know, become a red circle sub. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah so we'll um, love you forever. <laughs> <laughs> there are a few, there are very few um, moments in this entire season that I would consider 100% sound designed. 
And that's one of them. I, I was uh, listening to a few episodes back in preparation, um, and I thought that was the only one, but there are other there are a few other ones that I would consider fully sound design. Most most of our episodes I would consider about fifty or seventy five percent, and I'll talk about why I can't really do a hundred percent all the time. Um, and I'll get into that in a little bit. But it's a lot, it's a lot of work for yeah, one thing is having a, a complete soundscape all it, the time. Yeah, it's a lot of work, and it also like with D and D, it's just hard to do um, in some spots. Um, but yeah, so as far as like technical stuff goes, I'm just gonna kind of very briefly run through like how it goes from us recording on a recording day to a finished product. Um, so what we do. Is we all jump on Discord on Sunday afternoon or Sunday morning, whatever. Um, all of us each have... When we started out, we were in um, a podcast studio at our college mm-hmm. that uh, none of us use anymore because none of us are students at that school anymore. Um, yep. <clears throat> but we all each now have our own microphones. So everyone records their audio locally. Um, and then everyone sends their audio to me. Um, we record over Discord. I um, record our faces on OBS, which is what we are doing right now. <laughs> um, finagling OBS so everyone can hear everything that I'm playing at the same time. Um, and then, yeah, everyone sends it to me. I master the audio. Um, and if anyone is really, really interested in how I master the audio, what I use in Audition, in Adobe Audition to master everyone, make them sound loud enough and clear enough, then reach out to me via Discord. I'm not going to bore everyone with the details. Here. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that's almost like a masterclass video. Like yeah. mastering audio is. Yeah, it, not I mean, like I do, I, I do a very like quick and dirty way of like mastering everything. It only takes me. Yeah. I have like a preset, so it does it in like a few like seconds. But nice. I have to do it four times, <laughs> so uh, it takes, <laughs> takes a little bit. Um, but then yeah, and then I do my edit. Um, I think the most professional way people usually do audio editing for stuff like this is doing two or three passes through the audio. First of all, um, doing dialogue editing, which is like cutting out the pauses and the breaks and the the clicks and the ums and uhs and stuff like that. Um, And then going through a second time and adding like all of the extra audio and sound effects and ambience and whatever. I don't have time to do that. <laughs> I We record on Sunday and we post on Wednesday and usually I only have those two days. So I just do everything at the same time. Um, yeah. And honestly, it's probably better, at least for me to do that because um, like I'm, I'm someone who goes back and edits like as I'm re-listening to stuff, I always have something I want to do differently every time I listen to it. Um, so if I were to go back multiple times, it would just take forever. Um, I do miss fumbling around in in audacity sometimes, uh, when I had more time during season two and, uh but very glad that you're doing all of this now because I, a, it's a better product than the, uh, yeah, that second and third pass and like going back and like refinagling stuff is difficult. Yeah. Um, also just real quick, I use Adobe audition for editing. Um, I'm a pro bitch. I use audacity. Yeah. Audacity is a good free program. Um, though I get Audition through work and you will never catch me using Audacity ever again. Um, it's just too slow for me. Um, and Audition just is so much more friendly and can do more things. Um, not, I'm not dishing on anyone who uses Audacity. I, it, it taught me how to do what I can do now. So I'm like 
grateful for it in that sense. But I'm an Adobe bitch, so um, yeah, that's what I use. So let's just kind of get into general sound design techniques, tips and tricks, tips and tricks hints <laughs> and helpfulness. Um, yeah, so I see that of- that exact thing is what you guys make fun of me for when I like am super <laughs> redundant. <laughs> And I will never flame people for doing it, but that's oh, how you get dark orbs of darkness, um, <laughs> is doing that little exercise. Continue. Um, yeah, so as I mentioned just a second ago, um, there's very few parts in this whole season that I would say are 100% sound designed. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, the reason of that being um, we record almost two hours every week, and that's a lot to do if um, if uh, you are doing 100% sound design. That's crazy. Um, like, for for example, the, the Iraqi to state uh, sequence, I think it's like seven minutes. It took me hours to do. <laughs> um, so that's why we can't do that for everything. I just simply don't have the, the time or the energy or the resources to do so. Um, Second reason um, I also briefly mentioned is because we're playing D&D um, and a lot of that is just not really conducive to like a like story beats that happen constantly, right? So like if we're if we're in combat, like it's hard to be able to like fully flesh out like a whole um like fight sequence because it's not all happening at the same time right it's not yeah. all happening like you it's know, not like a fluid thing yeah, yeah it's not fluid so um like that's something that i want to improve is combat because right now kind of what i'm doing is i'm just kind of putting disjointed like sound effects on their own um which i don't know if people like that i i think there's probably better ways to do it um I do usually like try if like something's being hit, um, like if Elle's hitting something with a lightsaber, I try to do both the lightsaber swing, the lightsaber hit, and then whatever is being hit, making the sound of it being hit. Um, but yeah, sometimes when Rama's shooting something, he misses, it's just blaster noise and, and that's it. <laughs> um, so like, it's it's a little bit tough and that's why I wouldn't consider, like, like that sort of thing, I wouldn't be able to consider it like 100% like fully fully immersive fully sound designed um and again that just takes time um so yeah i, I would consider combat probably the, the worst proponent of that um everything else like as we're like narrating and doing things it's easier but um you know yeah combat also like is usually dramatic enough on its own when the stakes are like so clearly high it's like the one part of the part of each episode that we do where it's like there's actual like life or death consequences to if you guys do well or not so it doesn't need as much support Mm -hmm. and there's still dramatic moments happening within combat that do lend themselves good to sound effects and sound design but yeah it's like it's almost not worth having like an ambient soundscape for combat when like so much more emphasis being placed in like the description of like what's happening and what it means. So, yeah, but I think like this, the times where it's really dramatic, I mean, like uh, a good sound design choice that I really enjoyed, I forget which episode it was in, but it wasn't, I don't think, I don't think it was a fully soundscape scene, but it's the conversation with Elle and Akala on the balcony outside of the apartment complex. Uh, when they come back before they go to, uh, 
face Sue in the underground. They're they're in like Rep- five hundred Republica. Um, and I don't remember if you had a ton of ambient noise around that conversation, but because of the storm brewing over the power and lights district, they kind of like consummated the conversation with like a lightning strike. And that was just like a really great moment of like not having a full <clears throat> dynamic soundscape for this like pretty quiet moment that's punctuated really strongly with a good sound choice. Yeah, let me let me talk about ambient some more a little bit. Because I, have, <laughs> I have opinions on this. Um, that was, that was amazing. That was a great moment. I was so like, as the editor now, whenever Rob like narrates stuff like that, because I think when we were done talking is when you said like, and thunder booms distantly in the, in the distance, (laughs) whatever. Um, Distantly in the distance. Um, that's when, like, I heard that like literally while we were recording and I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to put that in. Um, but yeah, like. Rob, you might be able to shed some light on this for me. Um, since like I'm really like I'm pretty self-taught in all of this. I didn't really take any classes in sound design. I taught myself how to edit audio. Um, I've learned some just like mastering techniques through work, but that's pretty much it. Um, I I have trouble like determining if like uh, like knowing what to put in a scene like. Hmm. Like, uh, hold on, what am I trying to say? So like sometimes when you're listening to the raw audio, you like know what you want to put. So like during that um, that scene, I knew that I didn't want to put music because it felt too heavy handed. I yeah. knew that I couldn't leave it silent because that felt too empty. Um, and I knew the ambience would be perfect. And it that just varies from scene to scene. I don't know if that's a human innate thing. I don't know if that's a talent that I have. Or if that's something that I've learned to hear, do you have like any, how do you feel whenever like coming across a scene like that? Cause you did edit some of season two. Um, oh yeah. I, I think what you said about sometimes you know, and sometimes it needs some figuring out is very true. Um, I think it's a combination of subconsciously, especially since we consume so much content like this, that is like melodrama D and D, we have a pretty like subconscious feel for that. Humans do innately, uh, so I had an English teacher that had a phrase on his wall. He said, uh, <laughs> the human brain loves uh, three things, rhythm, rhyme, and time. Uh, <laughs> okay. And uh, it's like an innate thing that humans have where like we have a sense for when certain moments like are well punctuated by certain sounds and like a certain rhythm. And so, um, you know, that, that, that can be really basic. Like when there's a high paced chase scene, you don't yeah. want orchestral music. You want like something that's going to have a, a fast beat per minute. Something that's mm. going to get your heart. No, right. Yeah, no, literally I have like, I'm going to talk about literally that. Um, <laughs> so for like intense scenes such as those, like the Ellen Ocla talking scene, there's three, like, three different things you can do with it and i already mentioned all of them you can have nothing going on in the background i can't really think of any good examples we have from this season where there is like a conversation happening and there's like not like no sound um i the only thing i would be able to think of is like that that thing i was talking about earlier where there is ambience and then i cut it out and and then talking it just makes it like whatever happens next that much more dramatic because there's there's a shift um though i i can't really think about any specific uh examples for that right now the second thing i do um is what we were just talking about 
the ambience. Um, a recent example of that, uh, other from other than Ellen Akala, is um, bronze. Bronze in um, in Mix's episode. Literally, while we were recording, yeah. while Rob was literally performing that monologue, I was like, "Man, that fountain is gonna sound so fucking good behind this." <laughs> I was so excited to put the fountain because it just it sounded so good and it sounded like natural and normal. And that's like you're there. Like whenever like you're literally there standing next to bronze like hearing him talk when when you can hear that fountain if there was nothing there it wouldn't have felt right if there was music there it would have felt too heavy-handed yeah and there's a real serendipity to that scene in particular too because i i i knew bronze's story before narrating that scene but i because of the nature of that episode i wasn't really sure where it was going to go completely um so like the whole fountain and it being him and like that being like a scene in the middle of this like market town. Um, like I think there's it, there's serendipity that works both ways. I play off of you guys as players to find where the drama is and like try to describe that and like give that space. And then you on the back end are also like intuiting some of my intuition of like what the scene should sound like. Um, so it's like a lot of this isn't that purposeful. It's just like we both see different things in our respective roles on the team of like, oh, like this is going to be a really good opportunity to like give this life. Yeah, um, very well said. Um, and then the uh, the last thing that I do, did I get really quiet? Yeah, I did. Um, the last thing that I do is add that music. And as Rob was talking about earlier, just a second ago, um, like, the rhythm and the time, the thing that your English teacher said. Rhythm, I, rhyme, and time. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, the As a sound editor, as someone who puts together media like this that sometimes has music and sometimes doesn't, know that music is literally just a tool to trick your audience into feeling how you want them to feel. I think I've said that before, but mm -hmm. like, for example, a recent example of that in our in this season um, is with the Akala and Oko scene. When Akala mm -hmm. starts to become a little bit scary and literally throws Oko up on the wall, I put in a sound that has a fast drum beat that like yeah. makes your heart start going. Um, and then back in season two, I think the first or second episode, um, this was back when we had like just gotten full access to Will's library. When Brennan is describing the Isle of No Name for the first time, I do like a very mystical, very like beautiful sound because we're on this mystical island and it's very mysterious and it's very magical and we're seeing it for the first time and we all just died and we don't know where we are, you know? Um, so just like it elevates it, right? So like if you if you need like to trick your audience into feeling some sort of way, find a good song and then make them feel that way. So like the, the, the exercise I was kind of thinking about the other day, like if you're watching a horror movie, it's October now, today's October 1st. So go, watch, go watch a horror movie and listen to it. Listen to the suspenseful scenes on mute and it's not gonna be as scary. Because, like, all of those, like, violin, like, screeches and plucks, they're not going to be there to tell like you how to feel. like, the creak of the floorboards or Yeah, like, 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 all, like all of that, it's not going to be a scary, like, literally, like, sound and music, it's just 
tricking people how to feel. <laughs> um, but, like, especially with, like, all the jump scares in, in horror movies. Because they also, mm-hmm. like, whenever something jumps out, it's not just them jumping out. There's also, like, a big, like, boom at the same time as the jump scare is happening that heightens all of it, right? Um, so that's my homework yeah. for everyone listening to this. Go watch a horror movie and <laughs> listen to a muted. On mute. And you will see that I am right. <laughs> um, um. I think so. Now that speaking of like that horror movie aesthetic, one of my favorite things to do as a DM is to describe gore for you all, especially when you are the uh, creators of that gore. Um, I think this is a D and D thing too. I think a lot of the reason that parties become murder hoboey is because when players kill things, it's really easy to be like, "Great, you killed the goblin," and then you can go loot it. You know, but it's way different of a context. It's like, oh, you used your broadsword to attack that goblin and you did 40 damage. Uh, You split that thing in half (laughs) and now you have to go root around in its guts. Yeah, literally. To go get its coin pouch. And there have been moments where I've described the gore of you guys doing similar stuff. And then later I hear back the like squelches and stuff. I'm like, oh, that makes it so much more real. Like, oh, geez. Yeah, no, Um, this, uh, this sound library that I have has so many gore sounds it has like i don't like whoever made it must have been doing some horror audio drama podcast because holy shit like the amount of sounds that are in there that are tagged gore that are all just like fucking blood splatter bones crunching fucking limbs severing like all this stuff and it's all just vegetables right so like you just crack celery into a microphone and it's bones crunching right but like there's so many um yeah, it's it's fun. The the whole Arachid estate was kind of our our arc that I tried to make sound a little a little horror-y with cuz I yeah. added just kind of some not unnecessary but like just some extra like background like horror sounding tones and like when nothing was happening or like something suspenseful was happening and all the gore sound. I tried to limit all the gore sounds to that arc. Um but I'm probably yeah. I'm probably most proud of that that arc in terms of like my work as a dm setting the like stage and tone for a dungeon yeah um because i really long before i'd ever penned the first details of this story (laughs) i knew as a dm that i i was going to put in a vampire somewhere in despite brennan (laughs) okay because he's not here right now so he can't defend himself so it's a perfect (laughs) opportunity to talk about him um he insists that he has this fear of vampires, and I believe him, but he carries around like a vampire kit, right? With holy water and a stake and a cross. And Quite it's always yeah. been it's always been unclear to me whether this is just a bit that he committed to in the Stone Age and is just so keen at like keeping it going that it like it legitimately fucks with me or if he's really scared of vampires so I, not being a horrible person i asked him before we started the campaign will there be a bit like is if i have a vampire in this campaign is that could be a legitimate problem and he's like no so i was like okay but i wanted to build the dungeon around that that final encounter um with belts which was really important for story reasons and still is um and so I drew heavy inspiration from the idea of like, okay, we've got this like mystical, biological slash like technological savant of this vampire who is immortal and, 
you know, is really creepy and does human experimentation. And I basically like didn't even realize it, but what I built was like a, a Resident Evil like horror house, like mm. for the campaign setting. Um which then led to a lot of those creative decisions that kind of flushed it out a lot more. But that was like a one time where it, there was actually a great deal of planning in my mind ahead of time of what the aesthetic mm-hmm. of that would be. But before we get too deep into talking about that stuff, we do want to talk about Akala and Soul yeah. um, and all of Akala's themes and because there's a lot of uh, story and sound work that has gone into Akala's character arc that yeah. we should talk about. So I do want to put a little bit of a disclaimer I very much feel like I have spoiled Akala so much with all of the with all of her like sounds and all of like everything that's happened to her. Um, I feel like I don't put as much into into Ellen Rama, but also at the same time, Akala is the one that has all of the magical shit happening to her. Um, so like I can put all of those like magical sounds happening at the same time so she is spoiled but like i feel like it's just there's there's an even mix i mean it's rama different because he's not he's not inherently magical which Mm -hmm. means that like he just gets different stuff described for Mm -hmm. him he gets a lot of sounds and rockets and stuff but uh brennan fucking loved all of the motorcycle sounds that i gave him (laughs) that was so fun yeah um anyway yeah so uh maybe we should start with the first uh, episode um, with like soul being created and yeah. how you kind of set the groundwork for future sound choices there. Yeah, hold on, let me. This is probably gonna fuck everything up, but I'm gonna close this so I don't have three sessions open at the same time. I can already see looking at looking at this episode. This is episode one that I'm scrolling through right now. How different everything is as compared <laughs> to episode thirty-eight. Like, what are some of the differences? Like, automatically, I noticed there's not nearly as much background sound. I've recently, like, added ambience more so I can use it as a tool. And also, I just was afraid to use it at first because, again, I was trying to get us away from um, the music. I was trying to kind of phase us out of it because there are a few songs. Like, right here. Here's a song. Here's a song. I think I played this during your your opening monologue for the season. Oh, I made it really low. Yeah, this was playing during your uh, chorus on it. I love this song. Yeah, it's it. Will is so talented. We are literally so like lucky to be able to. I I sent for Will Will Savino very hard. Me too. Um, and like he is like so he's so talented. He wrote our theme song, as I say, like in every episode. Um, because I I wrote our season two theme song in GarageBand, and I'm really proud. Season one too, right? Yeah, but like that's <laughs> that was just some loops put together. I'm yeah, really yeah. not like that. No, iconic though. I mean, like <laughs> yeah, that's iconic. that's. All. I was see with that. I was able to like fuck with it and do different things for different episodes. <laughs> I did not even try to attempt to do that with the season two one because uh, it, there was so much like I didn't want to fuck with it at all because I thought it was perfect the way it was. I'm still really proud of how it came out. Yeah. But, when we figured out we were doing a Star Wars season, I was like, I am not going to be able to fucking make a Star Wars theme song. So I, I reached out to Will and he was able to make one and it sounds really good. Um, but yeah, so I, a lot less like background noise, just a lot less in general. Um, here's like wind and through the leaves. I don't remember what that, what the context of this was. Um, there is, um, here's the first soul sound. 
Um, so yeah, so we're talking about Akala and Soul today. So this is when um, Akala was creating Soul for the first time. And this is kind of Soul's theme, is this glowing, this glowy sound that I've used so many times through the whole season um, that you hear a lot when Akala is going through her whole thing. And, like, especially so because, like, Akala's whole, um, like, subclass is that she has this crazy relationship with with her weapon, right? And that's how we were able to create Soul as a character and um, kind of establish him as this very important thing in her life. And I've been able to fuck with this sound to make it sound evil, to make it sound lower pitched, to make it... Yeah, it's it's been really good. So, like, I, I like to call them themes, but it's more so just being continuous with the with the same like just using the same sounds and like they're yeah not, it's not technically a light motif because it's not music but it's some sort of motif i guess i don't know yeah it serves the same purpose of subconsciously signaling to the audience when yeah. something is happening and so like that noise is pretty indicative that something's going to happen with soul or more likely that soul is going to appear in and not yeah. physical form but like Mm -hmm. a luminous form i guess is the way to, to describe yeah. that yeah this is um this specific glowing sound is more for the crystal um, mm -hmm. because this plays whenever like after soul is destroyed and is just holding the crystal um and then it also plays when she's meditating and she's facing whoever the soul is manifesting himself as at the time um so yeah this was the first we heard of soul i think this little sound effect down here is just like a mechanical sound yeah, you you made you you made some comment about like how it kicks back in her hand. So I, I put that little like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. thing there. See, if I were to do this differently, if or if I were to do this today, I because like I think there was a description of like a big like thunk of all the parts coming together. I didn't mm -hmm. put that in um, again because I was just developing my style and experimenting and stuff. I would put in that like thunk of all the all the parts coming together. Um, other than that, I think it's fine. But um, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so yeah, that would that just kind of set the tone for for Soul and the character of Soul, and I think it worked out really well. This like glowing sound, I think it is evocative and uh, like a very unique sound. You can't mistake it whenever you hear it, um, even when it's fucked with a little bit. Um, so now I want to jump to because like. Remember in the first half of the season, Akala did not turn on Soul for a long time. She did in Rosie's workshop, but she needed to keep it a secret that she was a Jedi. So she just like fucking threw it like Captain America without it turned on because it just it didn't look like a lightsaber, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so just a lot of like thunking noises for the first half of this season. It's it's fun too because like. You guys didn't need to be quite that covert, but I was always really intrigued that you were you like committed to it because yeah. like you got you built this new toy and I was like, oh, she's definitely gonna bust it out like quick. Um, <laughs> and it kind of like it, it's interesting how choices like that set up larger character moments later, where it's like Akala was like so tentative and patient 
in using soul like it her problem was never like being too reckless it was like yeah. it, it truly hammers home like the emotional leverage that was used against aqua to kind of make her make bad choices and like by setting up the fact that you were like so careful and like so diligent in the beginning to not blow your cover then like when it's like time to actually like use it you really use it you know um so that's cool too yeah Um, i i will say until the day i die that aqua is a victim of circumstance and she's never done anything wrong in her entire life but that is a conversation (laughs) for another day (laughs) um so i have open now the episode where she does first turn it on i think um i think it's this right here um and this um at first i think i used uh like a couple of different sounds for um for soul i think there was like an electric one i don't know where that it might be this maybe i don't know no that's not it um but here's what soul sounds like now this is what like the lightsaber part of soul sounds like is this that is very low hold on it's this saber humming sound um which again all of these sounds i get from my sound library soundly and i'm very happy that some people have just taken it upon themselves to completely rip just full like sounds from from star wars and put them in that sound library it makes it very easy for me um so like i'm pretty sure every lightsaber sound that i use is straight from star wars but they're just in in that library so it makes it very easy for me um don't tell disney (laughs) yeah no don't don't tell on us but um yeah, so there was this one. And also, was, they can't prove that. That's allegedly. That's allegedly, allegedly, these are these are. Yeah, I should have said that behind the paywall episode. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so um, yeah, so that was that one. That's the one that we've kept. Um, mm-hmm. There was a whole. Hold on, let me listen to this. Ah, yes. Okay, here we go. Here's the whole like. Um, sound of it turning on because i remember rob made like a very big spectacle of it of it turning on um you use the word violent which i think was a, a, here I'll, I'll include your narration in it sure they'll miss you which is like we're a hair too slow um your shield does erupt in this violent beautiful golden light that streams all around in a circular halo from your shield it lights up the whole room for an instant in this warm beautiful golden glow um yeah so like it was a very cool moment and i this um this lightsaber turning on sound i've again ripped straight from star wars but i slowed it down almost like by double just to make it like um it sounds a little bit glitchy but um i just wanted to drag out the moment a little bit I like it. And, like, it just, I think I did that because, like, um, I imagine, like, the the circumference of a circle is longer than just a straight line, right? Like, Uh a a line that is a few feet long. Um, So that's why I I stretched it. Part part of why I stretched it is because I feel like it would take longer to go around the circle than just for a regular lightsaber to ignite. Um, I'm trying to find... I think I must be crazy because there is another 
sound that I used for soul when it's turned on rather than just the the humming that sounds more like sparks and electric but I don't see it in here I don't remember where I put it um or if it even made it in I'm pretty sure it did make it in but I just don't know when or where <laughs> um <laughs> well maybe do we want to move then to the uh the jedi knight test and like the cave themes and stuff like that yeah so um i want to talk about that because that is the first um time we see i guess it it's not the first time we see evil akala because the the ring showed her that vision but like mm. that was not that was just a quick vision and nothing happened in it it was just a visual right so like there was nothing really to to sound design there um hold on let me pull up what episode is that 23 i think the the jedi knight cave okie dokie oh yeah this is the one that amelia and i recorded together so um there's less there's less audio here that's why there's a track missing it's because both me and amelia are on the on the green track um uh, okay. So the, the the Jedi Knight cave is one of the other sequences I would consider fully sound designed. Um, not as intense as the, as the video sequence because that was just non-stop action for seven minutes. Um, but everything that has a sound here, you know, is, has a sound. I put sound <laughs> in. Um, so, hold on, I'm trying to find where I am. So we started, what is this? The mountain all, like, light up. Oh, like those a... are the torches. Okay, the torches. <laughs> um, yeah, because, like, another thing about sound design is that, like, okay, it says torch in it. But sometimes, like, there are, um, I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent here before we dive into this. Sometimes you have to be really creative, and I've already said this. Sometimes you have to use sounds that are, like, not as they are labeled. Um, I'm trying to think of a certain, like, a specific example. Um, like, I feel like a lot of metallic sounds aren't described the way that they, they yeah. actually sound. So, like, I love the sound library, but it also has a ton of holes in it. Um, like it had, like I said before, it has a million and one gore sounds. But like the second I want to like try to find something falling out, like a table falling over, or like <laughs> something hitting something else with a lot of impact, it is like impossible. Like it's just like I I have to like it has a little search bar on it so the amount of times that I've just typed metal impact in that fucking search and it's always the same ones and I'm always disappointed every time I always have to like finagle like um sounds together to to get it to sound the way I want like a lot of times like if monkey is knocking something over he's knocked stuff over a lot there's no like sound of like a table with stuff on it falling over so I have to like get a sound of something falling over, glass shattering, silverware like thunking on something. And so like I have to put all of those things together to make it sound like the way like one thing is happening. And I have yeah. a, a, a really like I have a better example of, of this coming up in the next episode we're gonna talk about. 
Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll come back to it when we when we get to that. Um, so that that was my little tangent here. I thought this was gonna be just like a whoosh sound, but it it does say torch on it. So like, yeah, I don't know. That sounds like a torch. Um, but I've definitely used like stuff that is not labeled for for what it's supposed to be used for. Um, and like whenever like whenever you're listening to it, you don't see what it's labeled. So like, if I'm telling you that like a bomb is exploding and I use a fucking sound that says firework on it, you're not gonna see that it says firework on it. You're just gonna hear it as a bomb exploding, right? Like unless it sounds so different, like unless it has like, you know, that bottle rocket like fucking whoosh sound in it, you're not gonna know it's not yeah. a bomb sound. You're not gonna know it's a firework. Anyway, <laughs> um, cool. So yeah, this is episode 23. This is the cave episode. Here is again, soul humming. Um, let's see what it sounds like right here. Love that fade in. Ooh yeah, this is this is evil soul. I can just tell because it's, it's pitched way lower. Um, so, yeah, like this is the first time, not the first time, but like, I guess the first time that Aqua is faced with, like, like has to tackle the thought of her evil self, like literally head on, right? Yeah. Um, so I took that, like, I wouldn't call it like a happy hum sound, but like I, I took that, that sound that everyone has already heard and the one that everyone already knows and I made it deeper and scarier. That's really interesting in hindsight too, listening to this back that my initial description for soul turning on was violent. Yeah. Um, you know what I another that... thing I, I noticed was, I don't think you meant this in like, as you were saying it, um, but in the flashback of, in the very first episode when we were um, showing Akala get soul for the first time, you said it turns crimson. You said it turns red before it turns gold, which is oh, wild. Like, if you go back and listen to it, I literally, like, I, like, probably months ago I listened to it and I wrote that down. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I don't know if I caught that the first time, but it literally, you used the word crimson. Yeah, so I I wanted to, I think, so, yeah, I think I, d I wanted to describe it as, like, having hues of red and gold because soul like it's supposed to be evocative of the sun and like our our sun you know mm, is yeah. is kind of a, a mix of, of red and, and orange and kind of that gold and color when you look at it not just with your your fucking eyeballs um <laughs> that's a bad idea don't do that yeah uh but like I, that's what i was trying to go for but yeah like in retrospect it almost like and i think the color theming is interesting too because it's not like soul was blue and then suddenly turned to red i think the way i was trying to get it to to seem in the cave is that like through a couple of these violent choices you kind of end your deep connection with soul as a, like a crystal and a being like slowly corrupted your crystal into yeah. just and you mm -hmm. only had to go the little bit from like yeah golden orange to oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're yeah. In the, it's not a polar opposite red territory it's just a little, yeah 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 interesting but yeah no the the word violent in that first description of her turning it on is uh interesting um yeah 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 well uh, it's like yeah it's like interesting it was interesting to find like an, a dynamic for what that weapon was going to like mean and like what that personality is going to be like and mm -hmm. i think almost subconsciously we were both like 
this is a kind of a dangerous piece of equipment. Like this is like something mm. that you're gonna throw. Like it's a it's a destructive disc. <laughs> you know, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even though like her whole thing when we started was like, oh, I want to protect people. That's why I use a shield. But then you put a fucking laser on the outside of the whole shield. It turns into something different, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. So this whole cave sequence, I had like the beeps of the the medical. Because we were talking about Akula's mom, who worked in a hospital. Um, I also did some fun stuff with your voice. Yeah. Um, in this, because uh, I think, I forget what, this is probably it right here. We're just the same, Akula. Yeah, I made it a little echoey. We're the same as we ever were when we were learning how to craft speeches. Yeah, so I made that a little echoey and then at the same time oh and there's a there's a drone here too so like i think this is supposed to be like the the corrupting the, force of the cave yeah or... like the scary presence of scary Akula, right yeah it's just kind of like airy yeah it's supposed to be like they're in a cave right so and it's scary Oh my god, the cave ambience that I used for the whole <laughs> the whole battle for Coruscant Underground. I just copy and pasted that that shit so much. It just one ambient sound for the whole fucking all those episodes in the cave. And I was so relieved when I could finally stop using it. <laughs> um but yeah, so this is like yeah, the corrupting presence of the cave, just um the the evil Oculus staring her down, like along with the scary soul, dark soul. So that's just what the background noise sounds like whenever they're both in that's, there. That's so ominous. Can you go ahead and play the full track? Yeah. We're just the same, Aka. We're the same as we ever were. With that echoey voice? We were learning how to craft speeches and save people's lives. Yeah, it's amazing. Um. <laughs> It's funny trying to talk as the like reflections of the the actual players. Yeah, no, it's funny. Um, it's yeah, it's good. One one quick thing is that I the day I decided to use this is exactly what I was talking about when um for like improvised like the sound of uh Aquila throwing Saul. It's a fireball. It's a fireball noise. <laughs> that um, is just fireball, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's that's how it's labeled. It's called fireball. But I think it sounds so good for, like, her fucking throwing a, a laser disc through the air. Yeah, um, and I'll play it with the other, the other layered effects, too. Yeah. You kind of throw soul and, like, a shadow version of yourself. With the warble, yeah. it, uh, it really communicates that. Yeah. I Is this regular soul right here? Yeah, this is regular soul. This is regular soul sound. So, um, this is just the full. And I probably could have cut that off there just to, you know, just for suspense purposes, but that's okay. I think it sounds okay the way it is. Um, yeah, so this was kind of the buildup for the last episode. So yeah, so then that leads us to the last, the last episode, um, See, we got to talk about 29 and 30. I'm sorry to keep this so long, but like, there's so much. No, to let's talk, talk about. about it. Um, where do you want to start? I want to start with 29 because this is where the Akala and Oko scene happened, and this is also Soul's death. 
Um, Ooh, I just gotta find it. <laughs> Hold on. Um, I'm pretty sure this is Soul's death. Okay, I don't know where we are. I'm a little lost. It's a maze of audio files, folks. Yeah. It's difficult to keep if track you, of sometimes. If, if we've released the video version of this, you'll see what the fuck I'm looking at. Our, hold on. Aha! I found it. Here we go. Um, yeah. Um, wait, so... Like, I guess we could talk about the... We briefly touch on the Akla and Oko scene. I, put, I talked about it a little bit already whenever Akla... Um, gets scary i put in that song with the with the fast drum beat mm. and then also i think that's the first time i started pitching down the glowing sound ah um, yeah that would make sense because that's the first time i think that like you do things that are like actively yeah hold on let me see if i can open that just really quick and we'll touch on it really quick um so yeah i just kind of want to show like the first time Aqua starts going a little bit fucking insane. Um, yeah, we... This is gonna look a little weird right here because this was actually taken from the previous episode. We recorded things a little weird um, for this episode because... Um, yeah, we had some reshoots, basically, that we yeah, wanted to do. Um, because Rob's mic dropped halfway through the Oko scene, so we had to redo it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, where the fuck... This is... And much like earlier, you tried to use um, force push to... I think this is... That's close. That's close to... No, yeah. I think that's when Akala is walking with Sol. As, like, the, the manifestation of Sol. What is this? Ah, this is the jittery lightsaber. We can go into... Uh into that more in the the red maw video sequence one because that's where i started doing that um go and just play it for us one yeah time. let's just play it um this is um when the red maw turns on their light or oko i guess turns on her lightsaber and it doesn't work right and um if you're looking at this um i have just a bunch of keyframes like going in and out to make it sound like it's sputtery so it's basically yeah. literally just like raising and lowering the volume a bunch <laughs> on the actual file. And then what is this? Oh, she hit something. Um, so yeah, that that was fun to figure out. Um, I also used that technique during the Bendu sequence, which I'm probably going to do my own episode on the Bendu sequence because I love that very much. Um, <laughs> okay, where the fuck are we? This is, am I wrong? Did I not put any glowing in here? I might be mistaken. Okay, yeah. I guess I thought there was a glowing noise here, but I was probably wrong. Um, um, never it's hard mind. to search out for like those really discreet audio files yeah. in like an hour long episode. Yeah. Or a two hour long episode. All right, never mind. <laughs> Back to 29. Um, maybe I don't use the lower pitched. Yeah, actually, now that I think about it, I think I don't use the lower-pitched glow sound until she actually is making the decision. Hmm. Um, okay, so... This is... Um, this is Soul's death that I'm looking at right now. This is another thing that... Um, I uh, What I was talking about before, where I have to improvise sometimes, there are um, not enough... 
um, there's not enough variety of sounds in the sound library to get the sort of impact and drama that I want. So if you're watching this on video, we're going to be releasing this mainly for audio. So I'm just going to play this. And I want you to guess how many different sounds are happening here. Conjures from the swirling storm in front of you. A streak of lightning that crashes through soul, straight through the middle of your shield and destroys it. Okay, so if you're listening to that just on an audience perspective, if you're not actually looking at the, the project file like Rob and I are right now, you would think that there are two sounds happening there for, for the explosion specifically, right? You would think that there's the explosion sound happening and then you would hear the metal falling on the ground, right? So you would think two, one explosion and then the metal falling. So the truth is there's not two, there's not three, there's not four, there are six, count them, <laughs> six sounds happening. Right Just here. to make the explosion and the, the sound of the metal falling. Yeah, so I, there's the thunder leading up to it, but like this is what, this was like the caliber, there's someone honking outside. This is the caliber of explosion that like of the sound, and they're good, like they're good quality sounds, but like that's just not quite enough, right? This is a very yeah. like. It's, the, it's leaving some stuff on the table there with that explosion. Yeah, and then like this one. That one's better, but like this is literally like a death of a character, right? This is a character that we've established is very important to one of the main characters, and this is literally them dying. Yeah. Right? So like those two, and this is the last one. This is the last explosion sound. That was more of the I think I was trying to get the lightning sound in, in yeah. with that one. So like by themselves, there there's just really not enough oomph there. Let me pull this. But it comes together really well when you. When but yeah, you add so them when you layers. play the three of them together, it's just it's heavier. It sounds yeah. more intense. And then again, as I was talking about before, um, the sounds of metal hitting things is just so, like, uh, I have to improvise so much. So like these are these are two sounds. That's that's two different sounds right there. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's a third one in the middle. That's three different sounds going on there. Uh, because, it's like, so cool seeing it in the audio file because it's clearly like two different sounds like on the same wave mm -hmm. uh, uh, like selection with another sound in between them. But like when you hear it, it doesn't sound nearly as choppy as like the editing yeah. software like shows it uh -huh. like looking at it, it's like looking at three different wave files kind of layered on top of each other but it's such a smooth yeah sound experience like from the beginning of that first sound to the end of the the last one yeah because like this would like if i were to take this one out it would obviously be that's pretty obviously two different sounds and that's why i layer mm -hmm. them like that on on top of each other and happening like at the same time, right? So it sounds so like parts of it are hidden by another sound and it just, it makes it smoother. It makes it sound like yeah. one thing is happening. Um, so again, not two sounds, but six for one one thing happening. Um, <laughs> uh, and I just, I I really liked how that turned out. Um, and we, we <laughs> I put the mineral announcements literally right after that, which 
why did I do that? <laughs> but um, yeah, gotta put so it somewhere. Like, yeah, so I, I I needed to make it a little more dramatic, and sometimes you have to like you know get creative for it to sound the way you want it to. So like again, here's the full thing. So obviously like the the explosion, Such the impact, cool and then all of the pieces falling onto the floor, right? Um, so yeah, um, and then there's the last part that I think we're going to talk about is the actual, is not this episode, is episode 30, actually. Um, <laughs> uh, let's pull it up. This is when Akala is making her choice and if you happen to be watching the video <laughs> yeah this is a wild episode um i'm laughing because she zoomed out for a second and yeah. all of the audio files like in a condensed field of view is quite <laughs> impressive yeah, it's this quite is, impressive this is uh one episode this is what it looks like um <laughs> if you're if you're watching the video version also this is gonna look a little weird oh yeah that was added in post for a reason that i'm not going to disclose um we've got some secrets that we would like to keep secret for now at least <laughs> um i don't even remember what you referred to in this episode uh, that the we... fact that Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, we're um, not going to say that. I'm going to cut that out in post because if sure. we're going to talk about that, I would like to talk about that after the season was over. Just bleep it. Just bleep that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> idea. Okay. Um, cool. Um, yeah, so this one, this episode is fucking wild because I had thunder going through all of it. Um, just like kind of intermittently because there was thunder happening in the room and then this fucking cave ambience happening and you can see right here spots where Sue's no that's not Sue this is Akla in the pit <laughs> this is like the uh the tur the um like the wind going through of just whatever the fuck is happening in the pit so that's just the energy and like air and <laughs> yeah. stuff like coming up from the bottom under the crystal. Yeah, lol. Um, which also, oh, this might be this might be another good example of um, improvising sounds. Yeah. So this is when Akala, I think, was jumping and throwing her fist into the wall to catch the wall. Yeah. Um, let me see what this sound is. Yeah, so that's it turning on, I think. Opening. And then this is... Yeah, that's her jamming it into the wall. The impact. So this is this is actually an explosion sound. This is like a gun oh. firing. So like the sound of her opening her little wrist blade thing and jamming it into the wall. Like it's that's sounds, such a good... Yeah, like you would, you would never know just listening to it that it, that's supposed to be a gun firing, but it sounds like someone jamming a fucking blade into the wall. Um, <laughs> and I'm I'm surprised that I found that. It works so well. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to put that in there. Um, but yeah, let's get to the good stuff, right? Um, let's see. So there was this 
pulsing happening. I remember this. I don't remember. I think I just put this in to fill the space. I think this is the pulsing of the crystal. Yes, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, and then I put it here just to make it. You weren't actually talking about the crystal, but you were. I think I just put it, it in. Continuing the, the sound, yeah, from earlier. Um, this is the same space. So. Okay, so here is um, the two the two types of soul. This is when Aqua is making her decision, right? So this is the I think the original soul right here. Yeah. So this is this is that glowing sound that we set up in literally episode one. This is now episode thirty, and this is soul pitched down. And so, while Akla is standing there, not knowing what to do, and changing as a person, both of them are playing. Because she has not made a decision yet. And then eventually, as time goes on, the original high pitch one fades out very slowly very very slowly and over time all you start to hear as I'm describing Akala choosing the darkness now you just hear the lower pitch one that's cool that's a cool touch yeah and then it plays for another like five minutes after that as I'm taking my turn, I think. And then it turns into, as it's playing, it turns into Ghost Soul? And that's kind of like a horror sound going on. But I just like imagine like a very like evil looking holographic red soul, spiritual, you know, ghost soul. Um, so it's that glowing sound playing and this weird fucking, <laughs> it's called eerie shimmer. Yeah, that's what it is. That's an eerie shimmer if I've ever heard of. <laughs> um, and then it looks like there are some action sounds on top of it. I think her just throwing. Yeah. Ooh, there are different fireball sounds. <laughs> <laughs> so there are fireball sounds. Oh, it might be the same fireball actually just slowed down. Oh, fancy. I think. That's they look, the waveforms look similar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like, hold on. Yeah, so they're different, but like, they're different fireball sounds from the ones from before. Mm. Um, but. Is there, is there anything else in this episode you'd like to highlight before we, we get Boogie on out of here? I don't think so. Um, I was trying to. Design drone dark dissonance sadness loop. <laughs> what is this? Hold on. Oh, oh I think that's, that's L spinning. L spinning. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, for yeah, sure. That's great. Um. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it for Akala and Soul. Um. Wait, what is this? Hold on. Okay, that's that's low pitch Soul again. I think just as I'm taking my turn. Mm -hmm. It just continues to go. 
Also, I, I think it's so funny that I can tell the difference immediately from listening, which one is the high-pitched one and which one's the low-pitched one. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. After this, there's more, it looks like. Yeah, just, I think, me taking my turn again. Yeah, um, you just continue the theme through your, your action phases, and, and it kind of signals that mm, you're doing stuff. What is all this fun stuff? More lightsaber stuff. Firework. I don't know what that was supposed to be. Lane, and you see it disapparate for a second, and your lightsaber comes back, and you catch it. Uh, what was that noise? Oh, okay, um, so... I think that's describing the the specter, maybe? <gasps> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I used the... Um, I was wondering. I was like, horror ghost texture. I was like, what the fuck yeah. is that? Um, no, it's, it's the ghost that wants to steal your bones. Yeah, so then I, I stopped it, because like, this is another example of me using ambience and then cutting it out. So this is the ambience that goes on. That's very quiet. Hold on. Hmm. That's spooky. Yeah, it's spooky. And then, um, and it stops because it evaporates, right? Um, yeah. So, yeah, some cool things. But yeah, I think that's it for Aqua in this episode. Um, I think this is a blooper that we decided to keep in after the after the thing plays. Um, yeah. So, uh, crazy stuff. Um, fun stuff. Fun stuff that I'm kind of learning on the go as I go. Yeah. Well, this is this has been a lot of fun. Uh, thank you for walking us through your process yeah. and, and cutting it up with me about our favorite moments of, of sound design and character choice and all that. Um, we'll have the the bonus uh, Red Circle subscriber episode coming down the pike later. Um, it should. It, it'll be shorter than this one for sure because yes. we're not going to go into all the same stuff. I think we're just going to look at it pretty individually. Uh, yep. But it, it should go up at the same time as this one. So if you're listening to this, you should be able to get access to it immediately. If you want to. If you want to become a subs uh, subscriber, then do it. Because it'll be more more fun content. Um, all right. All right. Well, Han, thank you as always. Uh, continue the great work. Yeah, and thanks I'll... for letting me just fucking talk about this for uh, literally an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> um I was prepared to do these episodes on my own, but uh, thank you, Rob, for joining me. Um, this is literally just what I spend my Monday and Tuesday nights doing, um, <laughs> quite literally. Um, and so I have a lot to talk about, a lot of opinions. Um, and there's so many other cool ones. I think I will probably do another one of these, again, about um, the the Bendu sequence, because like I think that's probably one of my more creative um, sequences that I've put together. Um, just like the the like the the noises and the Oshla and the Bogan and like I I feel like I felt really creative doing all that because I made mm -hmm. some some creative choices there. So hopefully I'll make another one of these soon. Um, and if you have any like specific moments you want me to talk about, um, come in our Discord and yell at me and I will make one. <laughs> um, all right, that's it for today. See you guys Bye -bye. next time. Bye bye.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.